There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Bud Pod 238. 238. You is late. You is well, late. you is almost late, Pierre, because you... This is the second country you've been in today. It's true. This morning, I was in Dublin, capital of the ancient Celtic nation of Ireland. It wow. was uh, my Dublin tour show dates last night. I did two, two little little shows in Whelan's, which is a very nice venue um, in a pub. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I did them in Whelan's last night. Thank you and Koji to the Bud Pods, the Pod Buds who came. They were a bunch and they were very delightful and nice um, people. I had a chat to some of them afterwards. Um, and one one person, Phil, they didn't come mm. only for, for, for this, but one of them came. Some of them came from Cork. Some of them came from Belfast. But some of them, Phil... A lady came from Kansas, is what I'm saying. Kansas? Kansas, USA. To Ireland? Mm. To see you? Well, as I said, not just to see me. Okay, view. To see Ireland, but she did move her trip around to accommodate the tour date when it was announced. So that's Wow, cool. the that's bar, pressure. The bar has been raised. Oh, yeah, I was very glad I didn't know any of this from any of these people before I went on. That's incredible. Yeah, you yeah. don't know that. There's only a few tour dates left, and I cannot emphasize enough how much there are still tickets for sale for the Leicester Square Theatre in exactly 30 days, I think. 23rd of November is what I'm saying. 30 days. Get there. Get there. I've still not seen the show. I feel like a loser. I feel like a fool. I think you, you've seen this one. Oh, this is the last one. I'm touring the old one, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have seen this one. This one's excellent. This one's good. I'm yeah. not a fool. <laughs> How are Wait, you? so is this the one you're, you're doing in Leicester Square next month? Yeah, yeah, old, ba- oh, old baby. Okay, okay. Old boy. Yeah, okay, nice. Old baby. The old baby. It's the old baby. The, um, the new one will What's have... old and young at the same time? An old baby. An old baby. The, uh, 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 the new one will have to be toured around like a prize bull next year sometime. Uh, but yes, only a few hours ago, I was in Dublin Airport eating a terrible breakfast. Yeah, you're not a fan of Dublin Airport, it sounds like. No, I. it holds so much promise. It holds so much promise, but it's so, it's it's inconsistent. Sometimes it is the busiest airport I've ever gone through. Like I'm, the last time I went through, you know, sometimes where like it goes, oh, you make sure you arrive seven hours before your flight. And you think, fuck off, you're just going to make me sit in a chair and then go through a checkpoint and then sit in a new chair in a smaller room and then go through a checkpoint again. Not falling for this. I'll arrive like an hour before. It's a domestic. Precisely when I mean to. Yeah. <laughs> and then I tried that and I nearly missed my flight because it was so busy in Dublin. So this time, mm. I thought, okay, you fair enough. 
You've proven yourself to me. And I got there so early and I bought I bought fast track Phil for 10 euros. Mm. Yeah. And I uh, the, my flight was so early this morning that fast yeah. track wasn't open. Oh no, Pierre. And I need I I'm I am I the kind of guy Phil who's willing to email Ryanair with a photo of the shuttered fast track lane. It's like a big like metal grate down over it. It's very unambiguous and say why would you sell me this when you know the flight is too early for this to be open? Oh my god. What a bunch of crooks. Crooks! And I, I, I tell you this knowing that it's going to activate all of your wasted small amount of money zones. Horrible. Horrible. Ten, ten euros. It was for something nice. The it nice was a thing. nice thing. It's unjust. And they know you can't be bothered to chase that up. <laughs> yeah, they know yeah. you can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they've calculated what is the most we can charge someone for, for them not to be bothered to chase it up. For nothing, essentially nothing. Yeah, what's, what's but, the most amount of money we can teleport out of someone's life <laughs> for them not to somehow stop us? So what time was your flight? It was 6.10. 6.10 no! Yeah, so I got to the airport at 4.10. Oh no! Four ten, baby. I want to die for you. I want to die in your name. <laughs> you want to. You want to. <laughs> you want to die for my sins of being so tired. Uh, so you've had you've had two hours sleep. Two hours sleep and like. Uh, well, I guess if you add up all the weird little bits of like. Um, exhausted like nodding guy, off in the queue. Yeah, nodding off in the queue, having a little sleep as I go through the X-ray machine. Um, <laughs> just a little snooze there uh, that thing where you sleep on the plane but you get woken up by the weight of your own head going forwards or backwards <laughs> or your your head like I'm, I'm too tall for the headrest so when my head goes backwards it goes all the way back like I'm having my neck snapped by Jason Bourne just like like that so a lot of that kind of sleeping in quotes and then a sleep on the train from Gatwick for like half an hour and then, you know, d- d- bullshit sleep. And I got home you, and my boiler's you, broken. Oh, why? <laughs> I know. Yeah, no. I know. It is. Uh, so you haven't had the shower or like you had a cold shower? I had, well, I had a, a hot shower at my easy hotel. Are the rooms orange? You bet your sweet bippy they are orange. You had a shower this morning before you got on the plane? Yeah, in my Dublin hotel. That's admirable. I would have, I would have not had the shower in the morning and planned to get the sh- have a shower when I got back, so I could get ten minutes more sleep. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's two different budgeting approaches, but I think. Um, but in the end, good thing you did. You did <clears throat> what you did because you had no hot water waiting for you. Yeah, I I had that thing where you turn the boiler hot water on and it goes, and it doesn't actually go on. And you I go, hate this. Okay. If I wasn't so tired from the gym that I was really already very tired in, I'd flip this table over. <laughs> I'm too tired. So you yeah, live to see another day, table. I was wandering through Dublin Airport, and I, and you know when you, it's it's like a kind of uh, what would you call it? Like it's a breakfast. So there's a hot breakfast you can buy, but you have a little tray, and and a sort of dinner lady gives it to you. What? Like you don't order it. It's not. It's not a restaurant. Okay. 
cafeteria style. Ca- cafe- yeah, cafeteria, canteen. Canteen style, sure. Ah. So there was some place called, whatever, Mildred's Breakfasts that had some canteen thing set up. And this Irish dinner lady was handing out breakfasts with the tongs, you know. Mm, she would lovely. tong you up your your items. <laughs> and uh, you know when you see a tray of bacon and it's like the bacon around the edges is the the, the crispiest brown and crimson. It's like bacon from a Pixar movie. It's so perfect. And then in the <laughs> middle it's wet and pink and sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Like an it old... Looks- Man's thighs. Yeah, it's like still raw. Yeah, it looks kind of raw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and the fat isn't rendered at all. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's just still clear. Yeah, just raw. The fat's still raw. It's still white and translucent. Pink. Yeah, horrible. Wet bacon. Yeah, all, it's, it's buffet buffet bacon. It's buffet bacon. Buffet when, bacon. It's it's BB. When I said I've, I've seen a lot of buffet bacon on tour. There's been a lot of buffet yeah, bacon. Yeah, man. This is the thing. People don't understand. <laughs> it's probably the biggest <laughs> sacrifice. Sorry, I'm allergic to even the thought of buffet bacon. <laughs> People don't understand. It's probably the biggest sacrifice a comedian makes in his career is the, uh, uh, admitting that for the rest of his life, there'll be a hell of a lot more buffet bacon. Um, <laughs> and when I asked for two pieces of bacon, I thought her, her, her tongs wandered seductively over the crispy bacon before inevitably plunging into the wet pink mass in the middle and (laughs) almost perfectly finding me the pinkest, wettest, slightly gray sheets of floppy wet bacon. Well, a quality I've learned from my father, and this is from, this is Chinese-ness, this is from going to food markets and what is... um, if in that situation he'll smile and he'll point on a plexiglass at a nice piece of bacon and he'll go that one, that one. Oh really? Yeah. So you can and it's it's from like picking out the fish you wanted from the fish tank at like seafood restaurants in Malaysia. Yeah. And so if I see a piece I like, I'll go that one, that one, <laughs> that one. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be allowed to do that. Well, because the, the, <laughs> then if they say no, it's like, well, why not? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to? lie to people i i putting yeah. a ring of lie bacon on the on the edge yeah, to entice yeah. people to the f- floppy bacon yeah it's like a, a green grocer putting the best apples at the front kind of thing yes it's like the supermarket sandwiches where the filling is all at the rim yes well that's one of that's that's one of my routines phil yeah ah when, that's what it's from when they've smushed it all over the edge and then inside is a desert of bread <laughs> yes uh, yeah. okay so you, you got floppy bacon you got i got two floppy bacon uh, uh flaps yep i got a hash brown and i got one of those it's it's legally a fried egg but not in the eyes of god um brian is it the the yolk is completely hard in the middle Almost completely hard in the middle, and it's like a, a hockey puck shape. It's like they've yes, yes, yes. You know the guys I mean. Perfectly round. Yeah, Too they've round. got some sort of egg mold. Yeah, it's like if an egg got a boob job. You'd be like, this is too round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go. I can tell that this isn't a natural egg. <laughs> You're trying to enhance this egg. No egg. No egg has got a perfect uh, uh, circumference like this <laughs> yeah exactly 
And they, by the time you get them in this buffet system, it's just all cold and like wet, and you have this horrible like, cold, wet breakfast. And it's a salmonella special. It's one of those breakfasts where you eat and you just go, "I'm going to get some kind of wasting disease yeah. from this." Yeah, I'm going to get something. Something's going to go wrong with me from this. I'm going to eat this, and then everything I've ever ate in my life is going to come pouring out of me. <laughs> and as I walked with my tray of cold, wet, sad. I walked, <laughs> I walked afterwards through to the till to pay, and I walked past the hot, steamy omelette station. No! There was an omelette uh, van, shack. The whole time? Yep. It was there the whole time? But it's after all the other types of breakfast, so it's like the and final... You can't put it back. Hurdle. You can't put... Yeah, you can't put your silicon eggs back. I can't walk over to the omelette station and say... Could you cook this cold, wet, sad breakfast into an omelette for me, please? Oh, no. Because I would much prefer that. They wouldn't do that, would they? So you had cold. You had a cold plate of sad. Cold no plate beans. Of sad. No I, beans. No. Did they have beans? Oh, they had them. Oh, yum, yum, yum. No, no, no. I've been having beans on tour without you, without guilt. Without being guilt-tripped <laughs> over my beans. It's been great. Oh, disgusting. Foods. Are they always yum, the, yum, yum. no? Are they always the same in every <laughs> hotel? Exactly the same. They taste exactly the same. They look exactly the same. The the texture is exactly the same. You can count on them every time to be the same. I swear they're the same beans each time. Like individual same beans. They just reappear. <laughs> they're recast in the same roles every time. Like hello again, Phil. Like a time loop. It's just such a nice accompaniment to the to the to the hot the, the salty bacon to have that sweet mushy bean. Wrong. It's true. It's true. It, everything you're saying that's good is a role that could be fulfilled by ketchup. <laughs> no, but then you can have ketchup and the beans, and then the beans mixes up a little bit with the ketchup, and you have two different co- <laughs> two different textures and intensity no. of tomato sauce beer no. rubbing together. Mm. No. Two different shades of red. No. Like, mingling with each other. That's, yum, what the, yum, yum, that's what the fried tomato is for. But you can have fried tomato ketchup and baked beans. There is no then such thing. you have thing. three tomato. There is no such thing as a breakfast vegetable. Interesting. This is a good point. Mushroom, I would wage. I would I would I would say mushroom. I'd say that's a fung a fung- fungus, fungi. It's on its own. That's still a vegetable. I don't know if it is. It's a fun. It's on its own. Mushrooms. They're they're weird. They're, yeah, they're... Mister Internet. Are mushrooms vegetables? <laughs> P.S. says that they are not. <laughs> are mushrooms vegetables? <laughs> Although considered a vegetable, mushrooms are neither a plant nor animal. Oh yeah. They're all fucked up and creepy and and not like of this earth. My but sister, uh, mushrooms are classified as vegetables, so I am also right. They're considered, you're, you're culturally right, but not scientifically right. But there's no scientific uh, dis- definition of a vegetable. Yeah, it's a category, isn't it? It's like a fish. Yes, that's true, isn't it? I hate it? to get all QI here, but... Yeah, not to become a little elf. I'm, I didn't say that mushrooms are a plant, I said they are a vegetable. Ah. And a vegetable is an idea. You can't kill an idea. They can kill us, but they can't uh, kill an idea. The veg- idea that mushrooms are veggies. A vegetable is an idea. It's a very funny, like, 
TED Talk opening sentence. <laughs> TED Talks are so annoying. Are they were um, such a thing for a while. What are they still a big? No, I think I think they've, they've started to parody themselves. Because well, you I don't run, know how many TikToks there are there. Because like, including TEDx. Mm, they changed it now to TEDx. Because have a look. Because eventually you run out of people, right? You just run out of Bill Gates. Oh my God. Mm. Okay. Whew. Since the program launched in 2009. How many talks do you think have been given at TED Talks? This is this is including TEDx. This is including all the talks. How many oh. talks do you think since two thousand and nine? Okay, so if it's including TEDx, it's going to be a lot because that's like mm. a lot easier to get a TEDx online than a seri- a proper official TED talk. Uh, since two thousand and nine, what is that? That's fourteen years ago. Uh, that's yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 9,000. Close to 50,000 talks have been given at 10,000 events since the program launched in 2009. Shut up, Ted. um, On the website available are 3,500 available on the website. Oh my God. How many many new ways of looking at the world can there be? There can be 50,000. There can be (laughs) 50,000 ways... To hack your breakfast or whatever. There can't, there can't be 50,000 ways to revolutionize commuting. <laughs> 50,000, come on. It got silly towards the end. Like like you say, every every, I think Andy Warhol said in the, in the future, everyone will have done 15 minutes of a TED Talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you run out. Different. You run out. You, you start big. You start off with like, you know... A, a, a dying Steve Jobs kind of talking about how he had the vision to, you know. And then, yeah, 10, 15 years later, it's this, like, minor Bulgarian social scientist explaining how swimming with dolphins actually makes it worse or what, you know, just, you know, what? this is too niche. It's not interesting. What's the most recent? Can you see any really dog shit ones? Also, here's a question, Phil. <clears throat> is anyone going back and fact-checking the old ones that are out of date? Oh, yeah, surely well, at this point we have TED Talks that contradict each other. Yeah, surely there are TED Talks from 2009 where it's like, um, <laughs> fiber internet isn't possible and gay marriage will destroy the moon. You know, <laughs> like really out-of-date stuff. Okay, now some of these looks decent. Let's reframe cancel culture. I'm going to watch that. <laughs> support people at work focus on needs not identity that sounds good how interesting though this seems this is very much a response to i would say the mid-teens of ted talks yeah um what's what's a funny one the the tech we need to fight workplace ageism the tech we need to fight workplace ageism okay old robots old <laughs> robots <laughs> Old robots made of Bakelite. They don't have a keypad, they've got a little spinny dial. Old robots, they use words you can't use anymore. They say slurs. <laughs> <laughs> Make you feel more comfortable. Okay, here we go. Here's a TEDx, here's a classic, This here's a TEDx talk title for the ages. Why I gave my teenage daughter a vibrator. Oh yes, this is what we're here for. <laughs> who's it? Is it? Who's it by? Uh, a lady called Robin Buckley. Well, it's very much that um, 
who was that lady who was foreign secretary who kept doing tweets to her daughter about her fucking sex life? Amanda. Foreign... Uh, no, Amber, Amber Rudd? Yeah. Yeah, Amber Rudd and her daughter did a, a podcast, didn't they? Yeah, but they kept doing tweets where like her daughter would tweet something like explicitly sexual or to do with getting ridden by someone and she'd like her own mother the former home secretary and not a good home secretary in my opinion like a nasty one but like quote tweet it and be like a gosh not not exactly sunday dinner conversation oh gross gross it's grosser to acknowledge this i hate it i hate it this is one thing that me and my sisters just really could not abide by when we moved to the uk was the number of like English families or British families who speak openly about sex or not, or like in a kind of about their children. I'm like, yuck, horrible, yuck. Have some respect for yourselves and each other. This is part of your, your nihilistic orkishness that you hate. Yeah, British sex is a nihilistic orkishness. It's orkish talk, nihilism. Talk. It's orc nihilism. That's this what. is your TED talk. British sex is orc nihilism. That's my dead dog. <laughs> Just yeah, the idea that like uh, I remember seeing someone do a stand-up yeah, I, I, routine ages ago. I open Pierre. Pierre's just me on on stage, and I and everyone's like hushed, quiet, and I've got a Britney mic on, and I look around and I just go, shag, boff, <laughs> snog. Are these words that sound nice to you? <laughs> <laughs> but it's filmed in the UK, so it's a really a confrontational, like it's really accusatory. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit everyone, like everyone, everyone in the audience trial. has to be held back. They're yeah. trying to get at me. They're trying to beat me up. Yeah, because they're not disgusting. Because they're not mic'd up. You can't hear what they're shouting, but you can see from their face that they're shouting as, they're, <laughs> as they're getting led out. They're going. <sighs> <laughs> they're like really like their teeth are bad you know <laughs> and you're just there on stage going yes well yes well get him out get him out <laughs> My, I have the TED talk with the most people removed take him out of here <laughs> lock the doors lock the doors and take him out somehow yeah take him out then lock the doors behind you everyone else you have to stay and listen to this you need to hear this you can't make jokey references to your own son getting noshed off. It's horrible. And stop saying noshed. Noshed off. That's another one that's going on the list. <laughs> and I just add it in. I just point backwards to projection and noshed. It just, it just gets added to a list on the back. <laughs> it, 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 the letters all land one by one really rapidly with a really heavy sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> N-O-S-H. <laughs> Nosh. Um, why are TED Talks so annoying? Why, why, why do you think they're so annoying? I think they come with that sort of tone of like, um, uh, so this tone it's is smug. It's smug. The, the tone is always annoying, but the tone is more annoying because you know that they're not just going to tell you why you're wrong. They're going to gradually, seductively reveal your idiocy to you over twenty yeah. minutes, right? To yeah. an hour. So they're not just going to go. Oh, it's actually less efficient to use the escalator like that. And you go, oh, okay. They're going to go, standing on the right of the escalator is one of London's most vaunted folk traditions. But is it the best way of anything? <laughs> ah, just say the conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's- opening it with a sort of a challenge to the audience. Like going, 
I'm ugly, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Sir, wouldn't you say I'm ugly? <laughs> and then, you know, I, you know, I, I, I take my glasses off and then I'm actually very beautiful. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what do you say about this? <laughs> Maybe ugly things are actually beautiful if you take off the glasses on the, on the thing. Off, the, off their face. Off the face. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, because there's that scattered applause and you're nodding. <laughs> during the scattered applause clack 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 and then like yeah yeah i show i show that I, I wheel on the michelangelo's david but he's wearing glasses and then i say ugly isn't it and everyone's like yeah it is ugly and then i, cl- I climb up and i pull off the glasses and everyone goes oh <laughs> <laughs> but um when you climb up it takes you f- w- so long yeah and the you edit they haven't cut it out they haven't keep, cut it out in the edit you keep slipping down and and because the, the, the mics are right on your face, it's picking up all the like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And then eventually someone has to come out with one of those long poles they use to open windows that are high up and you have to knock the glasses off David's face. <laughs> 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 Ugly, isn't it? You get really frustrated. Now it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's, it's Long Smugness, who was a great jazz musician long smugness long smugness yeah you're lucky if you've got to see long long smugness play because it's a bit like if you know you shat yourself and someone going huh i see that your trousers are full of shit but are they supposed to be <laughs> is this a Pierre, good way for trousers to smell and you're like no i know i've shit myself like i don't you know if you if you had to give a ted talk tomorrow yeah and it was going online it's one of the filmed ones what, what what what's it going to be about? Well, and, and it's like supposed to be proper, or like a um, stupid one. <laughs> whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah, okay, proper, proper, proper. Um, my my, I've tried to put the, get this onto Radio Four a few times. I I really want to do a thing about how um, being Scottish doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and I have good reasons to say that, kind of. Um, oh, no, this podcast is anti- it's, it's sort of anti- antagonistic to at least half of Scotland enough as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, um, well, my well, my gran was Scottish, but she was Orcadian, so she was more Norwegian flavored Scottish, right? Like Orkney oh, Islands. Yeah. So basically, the, the the reason I say that is because um, the original inhabitants of Scotland, the Picts, were Britonic, so they were related to the Welsh, right? Mm. The entire island of Great Britain was Britonic. Okay. Um, then enough uh, 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 essentially sort of proto-Gaelic speakers or Gaelic speakers came over from Ireland that the left-hand side of Scotland became Gaelic speaking. That's the Highlands and Islands. So that sort of slightly sort of upper left-hand side, that's uh, Gaelic speaking. Where Glasgow is all the way down to Cumbria, that was the kingdom of Strathclyde, that spoke a kind of Welsh. Um, on the right-hand side, all the way up, to even just past Edinburgh, that was Anglo-Saxon, so they spoke uh, a Germanic dialect, which is the ancestor of Scots, like Robert Burns. And then oh. above them was a big, crazy mixture of Picts getting wiped out by Vikings and Norse in, in the Shetlands and the Orkneys. and So it's all this big, crazy mixture. Mm. But the unless you're claiming that you're Scottish because you're kind of Welsh, e.g. a Pict... Well, then, you know, like, and Robert Burns speaks Scots, but Scots is a Germanic language. It's not Celtic. Right. 
Okay. You but see what by I mean? the same. Yeah, but can you equally, equally say there's no such thing as English people? Yeah, yeah, and that would be episode two of the smugness. Oh right, <laughs> but like that's that's been done because everyone goes oh, on right, and on right, about right, England right. and I they see, go and they go, oh well, the Normans and the Huguenots and the blah blah blah. Like that's that's been done to death. Whereas I don't think anyone's quite revealed thoroughly enough to Scotland that it's it it is. And you can make it a positive thing. You can be like, oh, it's the original multicultural blah blah blah. But it it is. It is why it, it, it kind of it kind of weirds me out when I'm somewhere like in Edinburgh and they've got like a street sign with Gaelic on it. Right. They never spoke Gaelic in that part of the country in history. I see. I see. It's it's, it's as weird as if there was a sign in Scots Gaelic in York, uh, or like uh, Newcastle or Berwick or somewhere. Like it's like yeah, it's nearby, but it's not the. That's not where that's from. It's a very nice gesture, and I'm sure the people who speak Gaelic who come to visit Edinburgh appreciate it. And that's very nice. But don't pretend it's the origin of, of the place. It's not. Well, I mean, Glasgow <clears throat> Glasgow considers Edinburgh England anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the time. So are the Welsh then the only really strictly contiguous group of people in the UK? Uh, yes, basically. Yeah. Basically. They're the indigenous people of of the uk which is why i find it so funny when people who've adopted american progressive language talk about bipoc people in the uk BIPOC, yeah the i the i of which stands for indigenous and can only refer to the welsh the i stands for the welsh <laughs> um okay we should get oh, yeah. to some correspondence yes my, my ted talk will be about how we have to do some correspondence right now Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Every episode, we don't do enough correspondence. <laughs> yeah. We chat and chat and talk shit until we realize there's not enough time and we squeeze in a tiny bit. Well, this has to stop. <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> it's good 
It's true. <laughs> Imagine if you got a response like that for a show. Every every time you did a joke, you just got a Well, of applause or just that sound. Yeah, applause, applause. I would but feel so- <clears throat> I would feel like I wasn't quite doing my job as a comedian. But people are clearly appreciating it. Yeah, they they obviously think I'm saying something important, but I would worry that I wasn't expecting that. I'd be like, uh-oh, have I said something important by mistake? Yeah. Uh-oh. I had that a bit in Sweden. I was performing in Sweden. They just like... Really? <laughs> no, they did laugh, too. They laughed. But they like to clap. <laughs> they did a little efficient Swedish laugh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're just... Oh, well, there you go. Uh, we have heard from Flora, who is Scottish. Flora, don't ignore her. Don't ignore her, Flora. Um, yes, the thing that uh, I figured out, the, the reason I initially knew about the whole Scots being a Germanic thing was because, you know how, like, they refer to the church in Scotland as the Kirk? Oh, yeah. Dunk- well, K- and Dunkirk and that sort of thing is... Yeah. Um, well, so yeah. Kirk, Kirk is church in Afrikaans. Ah. So when we moved here, my parents were like, Wait, we thought Scotland was Celtic. Why do they use the Afrikaans word for church? What the fuck is happening here? It's because it's Germanic. It's Scots. It's um, it's an offshoot. It's an offshoot like English. From wait, it's a Kirk and Dun. Uh, oh yeah, so the name Dunkirk derives from West Flemish, where yes. Kirk is also church. Yes, yeah, yeah, Germanic oh. baby. Mm. Uh, Flora says. <clears throat> The subject line is Tat Shack found by a visiting Scott in London's many markets and some first impressions, which I like. Tat Shack, all on the floor. <laughs> I like that because the subject line of that email is like the description of um, an educational pamphlet from 1704. <laughs> yeah. Tat Shack found by a visiting Scott in London's many markets and some first impressions. <laughs> Published in the year of our Lord, 1702. It's like an. It's also like an old scientific paper, you know, yeah. observations on the durability of iron um, alloys. Yeah, Thought, thoughts upon the most mysterious circulations of the planet known as Mercury, mm. spelled with an e <laughs> at the end of Mercury. Anyway, yeah, it's an i. Uh, yeah, mer- Mercury. So Floris says hello, Hlebgena and Reip Elevon. Hmm. That's our names these... backwards. Oh. So f- Phil Wang backwards is Leip Gino. Yep. And I'm Erip Elevon. Well, my name backwards just is just Nor, as in to Nor on something. Yeah. Leip Gino. Lip Nor. I'm not sure if the status as a founding farter pertains since I found you around episode 25. Is that too late to be a founding farter or too early to be a historian? Who knows? I think I think you are technically a historian. I, I think even if you come in like episode two, you're a historian. Yeah, it's quite a harsh. Uh, maybe there does need to be a gradation. But then where will it end? Where will it end? But you know, you're she's an early historian, like Bede. Yeah, she's there, <laughs> right near the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Flora is like Bede. <laughs> um, too early to be a historian. Who knows? Even my recent philosophy degree from Edinburgh Uni has not equipped me to answer such questions. Oh, uh, yes. Well, uh, the philosophy degree will only teach you that there might not be an answer. Yeah. 
I'm emailing in some tat I found when visiting the Big Smoke to see the house DJ Fortet. Oh, great. I love Fortet. He's Do very you? good. Is it yeah. good? He's great. Is he a good... I think man? he's a physicist. I think he studied physics and became a, studied, a house DJ. Studied the physics of beats. That's it. The physics she of went, rhythm. She went to go see him at Ali Pali. As a Glaswegian, I have always been wary of London and Londoners due to its loudness, largeness, and general smell of theatre kid. <laughs> yeah, especially if you go to Ali Pali. Yeah, if you're in Ali Pali, you're in theatre kid territory, Flora. There are plenty of places in London where the aroma will change from theatre kid to one of fear or possibly. Oh, yeah. There are parts of the city that'll make you yearn for the smell of theatre kid yeah or like eerie bits like pimlico where no one lives and there's just empty mansions owned by qatar mm. however during my quick four-day tour i found that my prejudices were unfounded and everyone was actually pretty friendly and normal some other first impressions were london has yassified the street market Right, okay. Yassified means sort of gentrified, basically? Yeah, but in like a sort of beautiful glow-up sort of way. Okay, yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. this is true purely because I've lived in London long enough now that I'm used to what Flora correctly describes as a yassified street market. And when I go to other British cities and I see their street markets, I remember oh. how grim they normally are. Yeah, they are grim. They are and grim. they'll just be like a waterproof tent stall where it's just a guy selling like... Un- unarranged pants yeah it's the unarranged nature of those markets that are really upsetting or just like bundled cables yeah or like uh, empty c- cd cases and it's people pirated selling, things it looks like a market shortly after the blitz yeah some of them are like markets from southeast asia there's like knockoff stuff yeah and broom handles and like what <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in London, it's it's so mo- it's so always you know like a a, a kind of rare oh, mo- Mongolian Jesus. delicacy. Yeah, momos, momos, momos um, are Nepalese. Uh, uh, London. So these are the first impressions. London has yassified the street market. I agree. There are so many smells; it's impossible to concentrate while walking around the centre. The centre of London, or the centre of the market. Uh, it just says in the centre, I guess, the centre oh. of London. I yeah. hadn't thought of the smells. Maybe May she's right. Out. Sometimes Maybe our nose is so clogged up with smog at this point, we can't smell anything. Yeah, well, there's, sometimes there's the roasting nuts. That's always a powerful ah, yes. smell. Yeah. And you get to watch them literally let pigeons land on the hot nuts and have to kind of scare them uh, off. no! I've seen that all the time. No! pigeons full-on land and walk around the hot nuts and the guy's like sees the pigeon but he's busy like getting more nuts out of a big bag so he's just like nah and gives it a minute before shooing them oh well that's me never buying hot nuts again (laughs) sorry to de-hot nut you oh man i love the hot nuts yeah i've actually never i don't think i've ever got any no i haven't seen any pigeons landing on the, the the suspicious hot dog man one but you know it's because they're in the hot dogs, isn't it, mate? Grand Theft Auto 4 made me think I'd buy hot dogs on the street a lot more often than I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do feel like, uh, oh, when I move to the city, I'm going to always be asking for extra mustard on things. No, it's very rare. I, was, I watched When Harry Met Sally recently, and he's, he gets like a hot dog from a street stall. Yeah. I'm like, really? 
People actually do that? Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Because you sort of go, I'm sure there are some that are like artisanal or very trustworthy, but do you know them? How do you get to know them? (laughs) I don't know. So the smells, um, she adds also, Soho is weird for a reason I can't quite place. Yeah, I know what she means. It's it's it, it doesn't feel quite real. It feels like it's the it feel the whole place feels like it's putting kind of putting on a show of what it thinks you think Soho should be like. I think Soho is weird these days as well because it is slightly more between two worlds than it has been before. Well, cuz I guess it came up as an um alternative um red light district, like mafia gay owned, district, mafia owned strip clubs. Mm. you know brothels and 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 nightclubs and dodgy stuff and then it became quite a mainstream entertainment and restaurant district quite quickly and so it 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 exists it exists still between the two you're right but now there's a third layer because phil the other day in soho i saw a knockoff wizard shop a knockoff like with a harry potter font yeah, it was it was called you know Dis- disfigured magic orphan or whatever it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't it didn't say Harry Potter. It said disfigured magic Henry orphan. Henry Porter. <laughs> it said uh, enchanted under the stairs boy, and uh, <laughs> it was selling you know like cocktails and sweets and like uh, gribbledy grubbledies and had like all potion flasks in the window. And I thought that that's not good. That's not good for Soho. That's not good for the vibe. Because it's getting a bit Leicester Square. Yeah, exactly. Leicester Leicester Square is leaking. Ugh, um, yuck. And Leicester now, Square is vile. But I did think like parents are going to regret walking their kid to that shop to get a knockoff red and yellow coloured scarf with no mention of Gryffindor on. <laughs> Because they're going to have to walk their kids past those shops where there's like a massive window display of like rubber pup costumes for like gay bondage sex and <laughs> sort of dildo masks and gas masks right, and stuff. Yeah. And the kids are going to be like, is that a, is that a magic shop? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd honestly, I'd be less embarrassed if my kid was walking around with a massive dildo than with knockoff Harry Potter gear. <laughs> Fucking pig pimple scarf. <laughs> Your kid yeah. uh, had at least had a Slytherin branded face dildo, <laughs> rather, rather than just a green and silver one. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, final observation from Flora and the people who bathe in the ponds in Hampstead Heath are truly baffling. Oh yeah, that's such a thing. Going swimming in the ponds. The pond bathing went viral in, on American Twitter for a bit because American Twitter didn't understand that it wasn't stagnant water in a Tennessee swamp. It does look like it. Kind of, but it's like it's quite clear looking. Like it's not got like green scum on the top or anything. How did the Americans find out about it? Oh, ham- eventually some um, uh, you know what happens. Enough British journalists talk about wild swimming and then one person at the New York Times misunderstands it and then it spreads to the uh, the rest of America. Um right. and they were just going like, "Wow, these people are disgusting." Like they, <laughs> they must all stink. Like oh. They were so wrong about what it was. It was uh, it was irritating, but it was just another day on the hell site. Anyway, I'm Flora enjoying. Says, I'm yeah. I'm I'm enjoying Flora's tour of tour of London. This is like Orwellian. This is like yeah, down and out or something. I do like it. 
so she says, anyway, here's a photo of what I found in one of the markets. I can't remember if it was Spitalfields or Camden or, or Borough or blah, blah, blah. But a tatchak materialized before me as I turned a corner, giving me a nasty surprise. <gasps> oh! <laughs> oh, oh, God! No, I was trying to do like a, a Scottish shock. Oh, no. oh right. <laughs> oh, not tat. <laughs> oh! Just Prosecco right in the face. Dum! God! Oh, I wasn't expecting tat in the corner. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the one that really stood out to me among the sheer quantity of cheaply made plastic signs designed to look like wood. Ugh. Oh, wow. So it's not even wood. Not e- You don't even deserve wood. Ugh. Horrible. Um, the one that stood out is, is quote, <laughs> We're in the garden drinking gin. <laughs> wait so is this sign okay, okay so this sign is meant to be in indoors i guess yeah so it's a sign the top bit just says we're in the garden and then underneath capitalized and in italics drinking gin <laughs> just neat gin straight out yeah, the just, bottle that's why like from the garden you can hear people going oh god <laughs> jesus <coughs> like that oh my god we're in the garden drinking gin and she likes it because the fabricators obviously gave up even trying to be funny. Uh, we're uh, look, we're in the uh, yeah. This at the end of the day, they're really tired. They've been coming up with kooky tat phrases all day. Um, we're in the garden. He just put we're in the garden. We'll fix something else later. And then yeah, yeah. Um, drinking gin. Just put on drinking gin, and we'll decide later what that means. And then they just went. You know what? Just just put that out. Just yeah. put that out. We're in the garden drinking gin. People were like rubbing their eyes with their thumb and forefinger and going, uh, "Watering the we're watering the plants, but we're the plants and the water is gin or something or the hose. Our hose is full of prosecco. Um, prosecco. Uh, I'm I, uh, I'm jealous of my watering can. turnips because I water them. And they just go, yeah, just we're in the garden drinking gin. Just put it in. Just put it in. Yeah, we're in the garden we're drinking gin. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so Floyd says, anyway, big thanks to you for getting me through some serious long-haul flights to Mexico last year to see family. 11 hours of flying time is a lot of poo stories. It is a lot. Wow. It's a lot. Well done on getting through it. Yeah, well, muchas gracias for listening on the way to Mexico. And felicidades on your philosophy degree. So she sent us a picture of this terrible tat stall. Um, I'll, just, I'll just read you some because we're kind of out of time. And it would, yeah. these, these would be quite hard to guess. Okay. This is all, you know, when it's like loads of different bits of fake wood and loads of different fonts. Uh-huh. Yep. So I'm going to try and pronounce when the sign changes. Welcome to our comfortable, happy, sometimes loud, usually messy, full of love, home. Ugh, comfortable, happy. <sighs> We're comfortable and happy. We're comfortable and happy. Why? What just, have you heard? Just sunk into a beanbag, smiling like a lunatic. <laughs> this, this, this one's controversial. It's got a little clip art of a mustache on. It says, abolish shavery. Oh, wow. That's pretty <laughs> strong. It's pretty spicy. Abolish shavery. Abolish shavery. Oh, my goodness. We're in the garden drinking gin. <laughs> Talking about how to abolish shavery. <laughs> this one's quite... Maybe you'll like this one. This one's maybe on the right side of funny. Uh, 
Remember to kiss the dog and feed the husband. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, cutesy fucking... Uh, home counties fucking... Garden and front garden fucking... Twee bastards. This one is quite uh, um, American, I think. Uh, nobody texts faster than a pissed-off female... Oh, Jesus. Come on. They've, capital, bit... they've capitalized pissed and female for some reason. A pissed off female. I hate this online thing of everyone going on about males and females. It's so it's, creepy. It's, it's very weird. You get these guys tweeting advice from their psychotic little accounts being like, here's the thing about females. You go, Sorry, are you an alien? Are you a scientist? <laughs> female? What are you talking about? It's such a grotesque. It's 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 uh, it's it's like if someone always goes on and on about their phallus, and it's like, oh, don't don't use that word. Use a better, use a less. You know that word. that meme of you know the meme of Ralph Ralph Wiggum sitting on the bus bus saying, "I'm in danger." Yeah, I saw one which was when when a man refers to me as a female. <laughs> I'm, I'm in danger. Yeah, I think that's true. I think it's a huge red flag. Oh man! Speaking of red flags, we have to we got to go. wind this one down. We have, to, we have to wave our red flag and say no more, no more for this episode. We have to salute um, our red flag and take it. We down. must go to the the Patreon, the exclusive. Uh, there's definitely a location we mentioned earlier on that was good. Well, the garden, I guess. Well, yeah, we're in the exclusive garden drinking gin. Um, remember <laughs> to go see Pierre. On tour, see me on tour, and yeah. come to Bud Pod Live, the Christmas edition, December 15th. Smelly crapness. Smelly crapness. Crapness. Until then, bye. Bye.